Welcome to Pete's Candy Store. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This, dear ladies and gentlemen, is a talk show. This is the point in the evening where I try to talk through people having a good time because I have a lot of issues. I don't want to get divorced. I just got engaged. I don't want to get divorced. I want to do the opposite. I want to not die alone. In order to not die alone, I need to see a therapist. And I know that, so I started to see one. It took a long time to find the right therapist. I needed to find someone that was female because males, intimidating becomes a pissing contest. It's not necessarily a good thing. By the way, I feel really sorry for all the people that were here enjoying the banjo music before. I'm sorry this is not banjo music. There's nothing wrong with banjo music. I enjoy some bluegrass. This is not that. This becomes some weird other thing. Anyways... I don't want to get divorced. Like I found a therapist. Has to be a female. I found a female. She's great. Uh, it had to be someone that I could say, "There's no God. We're all gonna die in the end." So who the fuck cares? And she's she's okay with that. She's pregnant, which even makes it better. I mean, she has sex. It's fantastic. I found the therapist. I really love her. I don't love her. See, that's the thing. I don't love her. It, it, it took it too far already. I don't love the therapist. In fact, I I realized why I shouldn't know anything about the therapist. It took a long time for me, a whole four sessions. Uh, to realize this, you don't want to know about your therapist, not because they're good people or bad people. It's just that you'll find one aspect of that therapist that will make you uh, disregard all of the good advice, all of the good ears that they have provided for you. I found that out on Thursday. My therapist, now 31, pregnant, nice woman, husband, doing the right thing in life. She used to go to clubs. When she was 25 and under, she would go to dance clubs and not even drink alcohol, but she enjoyed Vox water. Vox water is is in a glass bottle and it costs $8 at a club. Uh, Once she told me that, I I realized I no longer respect her, and that's not a good thing. It's an awful thing. She's a very kind human being, and I shouldn't not like people because they go to clubs. People that go to clubs enjoy life. Why do I have to shit on things that people enjoy? Just because it sounds like... When you're drinking Vox water doesn't necessarily make it a bad night out. In fact, I want to be the guy at the club that, that you know, the non-raping guy at the club, so it's like 10% of the club, that's enjoying the and the, the Vox water. But I can't do that. No, I have to spend all of my time in a dive bar just feeling awful for everyone around me in the world. That's not a good thing. No one wants that. And then I realized that's why I'm in therapy. Maybe I should be talking to the woman that went to clubs because she doesn't go to clubs anymore and she's got a kid and she's not like a fat pregnant lady because those exist and those are called fast food ladies and that also makes me depressed she knows how to eat a good balanced meal and had a time in a club and that makes her a good human being and I need to learn from that and here's why I know I need to learn from that the following night last night I was at a party a shindig some might say and it was full of journalists very very important print journalists in Washington DC doing very important things and reporting for the Wall Street Journal even though the Wall Street Journal only preaches greed and hate and but That's not the point. The point is, I don't know when to say when. Not in terms of alcohol. I obviously know how to do that. I'm not dead yet. What I don't know how to say when is when it comes to the rock and roll. The rock, I always have to be the DJ. That's an awful thing. DJs suck. I was a DJ for many years. We're all miserable because we think we're right about everything. If we were really right about everything, we'd be making something and not just playing other better things that we can't do. But that's not the point. The point is, these fine gentlemen, they wanted to hear some good old-fashioned rock and roll. Uh, 23-year-old named Brendan. 
Very similar name to Brandon, not the same person. Here's why. He wanted to play a rock song for everybody, so he put on that classic, Come As You Are. An album that was released in 1991 when he was fucking three, which makes me feel old, but I'm only 28, so like, there's not a, a reason that I should feel old for an album that I also fucking adored in high school and grade school. I had a fucking Nirvana knit cap and would lecture the other kids that said they'd like Nirvana if they didn't know weird, obscure Kurt Cobain facts. Those kids are happier than me. That's not the point. The point is, you're playing the wrong... Why would you play Come As You Are as a, as a party? This is not a party song. This is I'm About to Die with a gun, even though I'm singing I Don't Have a Gun. That's what happened! <laughs> this is why I'm seeing a therapist. I don't scream for no reason. They play the Come As You Are. I'm like, you know what, guys? Great song. Fantastic song. Really subpar video. They actually wanted to do it animated. Whole other story which I didn't tell them, but if I was 16, I would have. They wanted to make an animated video for that. Anyways, they ran out of money. I played them the 1993 into 94 New Year's Eve show. That's a classic. It was on MTV. Bobcat Goldweight famously opened that show uh, as the New Year's Eve baby coming down from the ceiling dressed in a diaper. This is not when Bobcat Goldweight has his like, current WTF respect. No, this is when like, you're like fucking washed up Police Academy Bobcat Goldweight, which makes me love, love Nirvana even more. Anyways... That's the show I play, because it opens with uh, Scentless Apprentice, and I didn't have a dad, so we fucking connect, even though he's dead. So, I play that song, they don't like it. They want more of a hip-hop vibe. I got you guys, I got you. I, so, I play the Wu-Tang Clans, Protect Your Neck, it's a good song, it's almost rock, it's perfect. I play that, I walk away 30 seconds later, these kids are going to love it. You know what, I bet that guy over there is going to turn the volume up. No, he put on Hootie the Blowfish, non-ironically. <laughs> He put on a Hootie song. I've never even heard this. It's like a B-side Hootie. I thought there was five Hootie and the Blowfish songs. There's like 50 at least. They were loving it. Fucking kids with the backward Cincinnati Reds hat. No offense to the Reds, but you had the most racist owner in baseball history. They are loving the Hootie. They're playing darts. I will never be that happy. And that's why I need to see this therapist. And that's why we're going to do a goddamn talk show tonight. It's going to be a fucking fantastic time. We have so many guests. So it's going to be great. I'm going to nail off these guests really quick. That sounds weird like I'm going to try to fuck them or kill them, but I'm going to do neither. I'm going to do my best to do neither. Sean Yassault is here. Brent Sullivan is here. Mike Kaplan's here. Ned Hepburn's here. Christine Fryer is here. Julia Haltigan's here. That's so many guests. Those are six guests. Do we? Oh, we have an equal amount of men and women on the show. That's nice. Oh, it's no, don't it, don't give us credit. We're all white. It's still bad. Like there's absolutely there's no diversity in this crowd. So uh, here's some music for the next ten seconds while I sit down. Thank you, iPod. Okay, we have a fantastic show tonight. We're going to do all the banter stuff later, but coming to the stage, she's a very, very important person in the history of rock and roll, and I'm sure she hates hearing that because it makes her sound like her career's over, but it's not, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, it's thriving, and she's released a new book. Coming to the stage, please put your hands together, everybody, for Sean Yassault, everybody. Sean! <laughs> This is why I need a guy with a sound. How are you, Sean? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? How poorly did I mispronounce your last name? No, that was perfect. You're so nice and a liar. <laughs> you probably had to be a very, very big liar for a lot of your life because you were the bassist in White Zombie. The only thing I lied about is that sometimes I pretended like I was a guy to book us gigs. 
You don't look anything <laughs> like a man. People thought I was. What coked out individuals are you talking to? <laughs> but you were in White Zombie. How, uh, sum that up in 30 seconds. You just wrote a whole some, book about it. So wait. sum up an 11-year experience in 30 seconds, please. Oh, God. Um, it was a blast. <laughs> was it a blast? Yeah. You just published the book, I'm in the Band. Yes. Um, I brought you a copy. I'm going to take the copy because I'm poor. Um, you were also an artist. You currently you ran a bar. You're a jack of all trades. But let's talk about White Zombie because uh, there's a lot of misogynistic people out there. <laughs> let's be honest. You, <laughs> how many people that came to the White Zombie shows uh, were not of the male persuasion? Oh, like one percent. That's yeah. not a good percentage. <laughs> why? Why do you think there's such a lack of females in hard rock and metal? I don't know. I mean, there's more now, but when I when I did this, um, there was. There was none. I mean, really, people, a lot of people bitch them and say, oh, that's bullshit. There was Doro Pesh and there was Lita Ford, but they were not touring wait, with Wait, 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 wait. Thank you, Why, thank you. You can't say Lita Ford. Once you duet with Ozzy in, like, 86, <laughs> exactly. you're no longer a woman. You're just a machine of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a Lita Ford fan. I apologize. <laughs> well, I'm a big Runaways fan, and but I'm sorry. We she, were all Runaways fans. Yeah, but she classified herself, I think, as I think they called it bubblegum metal or whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't like what we were doing with. Yeah, like, it's not really white zombie <laughs> no. material. I mean, I don't think they toured with Pantera. Or, you know, how was touring with Pantera? Could you keep up? Amazing, I could keep up. <laughs> how are you not dead? I don't know. Um, I'm I'm half Irish and half Italian. I could drink. And keep I didn't up realize with that heroin had a nationality bias. It's not. It was only drinking with those guys. Okay. I'm serious. <laughs> Maybe for you. Well, dime bag Daryl. I know. I know. That's I, so weird. That sucks. I that still he's dead. call him Diamond Daryl. <laughs> no, dime bag. Dime, he loved drugs. Everybody. He liked weed. That's all. Oh, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's why men that look like that only like weed. <laughs> he loved heroin. Admit it. He did not. He's he's sadly he like my brother. I love Daryl. That's a. Why did I open with that? That's the most uh, <laughs> depressing thing to open with, and it's I apologize. It's okay. We can move on. No, it's not depressing. They were so much fun, and Daryl was like the most energetic, hilarious person you've ever been around. So now I'm really sad. No, no, no. It's it's all good memories. <laughs> Speaking of good memories, what made you want to do this? What made you want to write this book and compile this book? Um, a couple years ago, um, my manager called me out of the blue and said that they were doing a 10-year anniversary White Zombie box set. Yeah. <sighs> and you so were kind of left out of that, weren't well, you? Well, no, they called me and said, oh, please send us, because I knew I had a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I kind of archived everything. And so I sent them all these bootlegs and all this stuff for the uh, DVD. And then all of a sudden, it uh, basically got printed up without me and Jay's approval. And, and uh, Jay's is a guitarist in the our band. Our guitarist, yeah. And... um. And it really didn't have any information in it, and the fans were pissed off, and we were kind of pissed off. But anyway, it it was, you know, basically when I dug out all these DVDs, I found all my boxes of white zombie stuff, and I found all these great photos and tour diaries and all kinds of stuff, and I just felt like, I mean, I, mean, I enjoyed seeing it, and I just really wanted to make a book for myself. I was going to go on, like, iPhoto and make a book, you know? Yeah, this is about, then, you could make money from this. That's well, the difference between no, this and No, other people were like, yeah, this needs to be out there, you know, so... This I, is great. It's kind I'm of. I'm looking through it. This is a bad interview. I'm sorry. And no, I think it's kind of an era that um, isn't really, you know, it, it, you don't really hear about it that much. You know, this no. whole kind of 90s metal, you know, it's every. I mean, all the bands we toured were from Ramones to the Cramps to Pantera. Everybody's in here. And, you Did know, you ever backstage. talk to all of the Ramones at once? 
Yes, because I rode in really? their I rode in their van with them a couple of times. Did they talk to each other? Or you just yeah, but they mostly made them? fun of each other. Yeah, yeah, like you know, they just call each other idiot and moron and pick on each other. It was just like uh, three Stooges, but four of them. Yeah, it <laughs> was it was great. It was, I, it was just what you think it would be. <laughs> I could imagine having a lot of fun at this until a certain point, and then you just want to quit. Uh, was it fun at the end? White Zombie, not the book. Because <laughs> the book's never it was fun. It's really, a book. I'm sorry. It was really fun, but there was some complications that made it not so fun. Would you ever want to do it to that scale again? Yeah. Yeah, why not? It's great playing in front of like 300,000 people. <laughs> That's so awesome. So not at pizza at midnight. <laughs> yeah. On a, so. This is different. No, it's nice. I mean, it's great. You're so kind. I, no, seriously. I mean, I, it was great playing in little clubs, but we we over 10 years, we played bigger and bigger venues, and... You know, we were headlining 10,000 theaters and playing 300,000 people festivals, you know, so I, I can't complain. No, it was awesome. <laughs> Do you think that could ever happen again for hard rock on that level? Because I it, don't want to be a naysayer, but no, that does, there's yeah, not. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, seem like it's possible. Yeah, the, you, there's not that kind of money behind it. There's not labels behind it. You can't, I mean, to think that we had two tour buses just for the band. like Wait, right? why two? Well, that's part of the complications. <laughs> You know how lead singers get. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> so drugs are powerful. They need their own tour bus sometimes. Um, I'm not, no, it wasn't drugs, but... Oh, it was know, other stuff. They just call it LSD, lead singer disease. <laughs> no, that's it's drugs. It's a well-known well thing in the music business. <laughs> anyway. Um, You're no, in but really... God, this is going by so fast. I'm so sorry. Go on. New Orleans. You live in New Orleans now. Yes. W w why, why live in New Orleans? Um, the first time we passed through there on tour, we were in a van and we opened up for Soul Asylum. Neither band was very well known. This is probably like 89, 88, 89. And uh, I just will never forget pulling into New Orleans and seeing these huge dilapidated mansions and 200-year-old oak trees and streetcars. And I, I just fell in love. The great, like, graveyards falling apart. I and just, even after Katrina, you're still there. Yeah. Um, I actually moved up here after Katrina and because, um, you know, White Zombie started in New York City. We lived in East Village for 10 years. And um, so I moved back here after Katrina. But after about three or four months, we were able to move back to New Orleans. And it was rough the first couple of years, but I got to say New Orleans is amazing right now. It's It's so... Happening. And you had a bar in New Orleans? Yeah, there, it's still there. It's called The Saint. Um, I opened a bar, for had it for six years until from 2002 to 2008. And um, it's a... What was worse, dealing with a lead singer disease or a bar? <laughs> I was a bartender. I'm going to go with bar. No, I'm going to go with lead Ooh. singer disease. <laughs> final, final question. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't apologize to but, me. Uh, no, the, the, bar was, the bar was fun, but yeah, we had a... We had a landlord issue there but otherwise it was great uh <laughs> final question this is going by so fast i apologize um what advice do you have for the women listening to the show that are younger that want to play music like it's it still seems uh way too male heavy i was at a music festival last week and i'd say maybe maybe 20 percent of the people performing were females and that's depressing yeah, well, I mean, I, there's more. I mean, every every generation, there's more and more little girls like picking yeah. up guitars and basses. So that's great, you know. I'm actually going to go teach at School Rock on Tuesday here in New York. I'm that's gonna, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do two two white zombie songs and uh, what not, songs? Uh, 
Th- Thundercat 65 and uh, Black Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, um, I, I, I hope not- the kids bring home the tab. Mom, look at yeah. <laughs> it's Denny. not going to be all girls, but you know, I'm sure there'll be some girls there, and it, it does something. There's more and more. That's so these days. great. I wish we didn't have to end, but we do. I'm going to ask you a question from the big oh from the book of questions, love and sex, or you get to tell a joke from jokes to tell. Which one do you want to do, joke or sex? Um, I'm they're re- the I'm, same. What I am I going to read it? No, you're going to either tell a joke or I'm going to ask you a question from the book of love and sex. But if I tell a joke, do I get to read it or do I have to oh, tell you, you a you joke? Oh, you tell the joke from this book. Okay, as long as I don't have to make up a joke. Oh, no. Okay. Which one? Pick a number. I'll num- do the joke. I don't, I don't want to talk about sex. It's a lot easier. To- <laughs> That's awkward. Well, you're already here, so. Okay. Between 3 and 220. You were in White Zombie. You don't want to joke? Okay, fine. <laughs> 3 and 220. Pick a number between three. I, you look so confused. Pick it. I'm talking what, fast. One, uh, 106. There you go. Why one, <laughs> does 106 mean a lot You didn't say pick you? a number yet. I just one. yelled numbers. Go, pick it. No, Figure out my skull. <laughs> oh, he's tearing it out. Oh, my God. Yeah, we retire him. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Uh-oh. Good luck. I hope it's not about sex. No, it's not. It's okay. worse. Doctor, doctor, I have a ringing in my ears. You tell the rest? No, you tell the rest. <laughs> Well, answer it. See? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Sean's book is I'm in the band. I'm holding this up on an audio podcast. For the listener at home, I'm holding it. Yes. You know, here, uh, Visualize. If, if, if you're from Chicago, if you've ever drank at Delilah's or Liar's Club, buy this book. Uh, if you have a daughter and uh, you're all for rock and roll, but you don't want them to die from heroin, buy this book. Is that good? That's right. And um, anyone that's inspired by that era, check out this book. It's very interesting. Will you sign my copy? Yes. Fantastic. Sean, you saw it, everybody. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I'm butting in to let you know that I wrote a weekly column for this website called Brightest Young Things. The name of the column is called Behind the Desk, and it's pretty much whatever is applicable to this talk show or talk shows in general, things that I find fascinating. It goes up once a week at brightestyoungthings.com, and you can find every column at youmethemeverybody.com. So if you haven't been to the website in a while, that's an excuse to go. Once again, it's called Behind the Desk. It's a weekly column I write, and I'd really appreciate it if you uh, gave it a glance. Thanks for listening, and back to the show. Fantastic. Coming to the stage, everybody, please switch your hands together, everybody, for Brent Sullivan, everybody. Brent Sullivan. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Um, I don't know if this was explained. I'm a comedian, and uh, so... <laughs> <coughs> and I've had a cough uh, for a couple weeks now. Um, well, I did get drunk. Uh, I got very drunk. I don't know how you feel about that. I feel pretty good. <laughs> I feel actually awesome about it. Uh, I drink a lot. I'm looking to take uh, my drinking to the next level soon. But uh, when I get drunk, I feel like many of us, I like to send out outstanding gregarious text messages to friends of mine celebrating the fact that I am drunk, including tonight. Um, but I noticed about a year ago that there was one particular group of friends of mine that at no point in their lives had been sexually harassed, and that was straight men. So almost as reparations for all the times they've sexually harassed my female friends, I saw it almost as my duty to get as drunk as possible, as much as possible, and send them text messages that challenged the boundaries of our friendship. <laughs> and I wanted to read a couple of my favorites for you right now. Uh, 
Here's a text I sent my friend Joe like three weeks ago. <clears throat> Just so you know, I'm having a no-shirts party in my bedroom and you're the only one invited. Uh, fun fact about Joe, he is married to a girl. <laughs> fun fact about me, I actually refuse to take my shirt off under any circumstances. Including when I go swimming alone in my parents' fenced-off backyard pool. Um, this next text was actually sent two days later, which was a Monday, because that is how my life is going. It was sent at 3.30 in the morning. It was sent to my friend, Sean. <clears throat> hey, Neil. Okay. Um <laughs> Neil is, uh, Neil is Sean's roommate. I need you to help me roofie Sean. And um, there's no response to that one. There's no response. He did not write back. That actually officially ended the friendship. <coughs> We're no longer in communication. I will say my favorite uh, text of all time was sent uh, many moons ago to my friend Michael, and it reads exactly as follows. <clears throat> I want to take a Xanax and fuck it into your butthole. Yeah! I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. But that's, that's what I said. Mm. Um. Oh, elephant in the room. I got these jeans at Uniqlo. Um. <laughs> Because I come from huge money. That's what. Uh, just kidding. I don't. But this is true, though. Uh, it's actually been verified on message boards. Uh, jeans at Uniqlo, the crotch wears out very quickly. So, like every like twelve hours, my fly is completely down, which is embarrassing. And I feel like we've all established that that's embarrassing. But even before I moved to New York, I always had this fear that one day I would be sitting on the subway, my fly would be down. I would get an erection. It would weave its way out of my underwear. And I wear briefs. I will admit that on stage. I wear briefs. I would stand up and almost like a snake in the grass, it would come out and go into a baby carriage. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you... Uh, <coughs> The most embarrassing conversation I ever had in my life uh, was with my dad. And in 1996, I'll say this, we got AOL. And so I, um, I, this was sixth grade, so I went online one night and I went to like a sex chat. And uh, I just like, I just, you know, I was just sex chatting with people. Like that's what you did. And I, I got a complaint. Like I got a complaint somehow in a sex chat. And uh, and this is back when, like, when AOL sent you a complaint, they would send quotes of what you said to the master domain, and then they would threaten to kick you off the Internet, period. Like, you thought you wouldn't be able to get back on the Internet if, the, if AOL kicked you off. So I remember waking up, going downstairs, and all my dad said was, Son, did you tell someone last night that you have a wet pussy? <laughs> and, uh, and my... My response was, Dad, I don't even have a pussy. <laughs> How could I tell someone that? And then he found out I was lying and he was very disappointed. 
And then I, and then we got in an argument because he's this, like really, this annoyingly truthful guy, and he's like, "When have I ever lied to you?" And the only example I could think of was Santa Claus. I was like, "You lied about Santa. Santa's not real. You're a fucking asshole." Uh, you know, uh, that's actually going to be it for the uh, stand-up portion because there's lots of guests tonight. <laughs> but uh, was, was there an interview portion? Did you? We'll do one. We'll do one really okay. quick. All right. You, no pressure. I just no, no, no. Brent is wanna, very. I didn't want to take up all the time. Thank you. Very, very generous. There is a Santa. <clears throat> he was the Santa that kidnaps children in. Is it Belgium or Germany? Sinterklaas. I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he abuses though. children. Really? Yeah. And his slaves. And his slaves. No oh, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah. That's we great. know all about slaves on this show. That's our calling card. <laughs> Santa as slavery. Um, you need to get out of here, so we're just going to do one question from the kids' book of, from the book of questions, love and sex, or jokes to Let's tell. Let's do the sex one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sean is so modest and nice. I like you. You're going blue. <laughs> Pick a number between one and to 42 79 was anyone else thinking that Woo! everyone just nodded <laughs> everyone actually nodded which is 79 not not the case this is um, a, this could be a long question what words do you use for different sex acts and sexual parts of the body and in what situations might you use them for example that's the worst question ever by the way i don't know why i would by gregory stock phd for example, what different nuances do make love, sleep together, spend the night with someone, and have sex have for you? <clears throat> well, I, I, I literally, I have a term uh, for sexual relations with myself, and it's, it's the garbage. I just, uh, <laughs> whenever I like, make out with someone, uh, I'm just like, well, once we finish with the garbage, then he left. <laughs> And that's <laughs> so. That's, so that's the, the same that whether it's make love, sleep together, spend the night with someone, or have sex. Yeah, I don't do any of those. I just I have garbage, the garbage. and then we all leave. <laughs> does that make sense? Sadly, that, that does sadly, make sense. Is that sad? <laughs> I feel bad for the fiance. <laughs> As you not should. for me. I feel the same. <laughs> I thought of that. Well, how about you? Well, you you should answer that question. Make garbage. No, it's make garbage. <laughs> you make garbage. Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit more intimate. No. <clears throat> no, it's like, oh, you're done. Go pick up the dead mouse the cat just killed. There you go. That's good. Does she enjoy it at least? No. Uh-huh. Well, she likes when I pick up the dead mouse. Wait, is this is this the kind of podcast That's where, what you, I call where, her you, vagina, where you get like s- sensitive? Do you get like sensitive and real in these podcasts? Yeah, we do we do WTF moments the whole okay, time. Okay. So right? like Why like, are you comic? <laughs> Why did your dad hit you? What's that accent? Are you in a relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Almost 8 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so how are things in the bedroom? I'm getting, like, weirdly personal now. Why am I such a weirdo? I just told you. We do the thing, and then I pick up the mouse. Yeah. So it, they're awful, then. No, <laughs> the that's good. Just enough, to, just enough to, like, not make me kill anyone, and uh, just enough not for her to not kill. leave me. All it's right, the perfect good. balance. It's great. Well, that's going to be a great marriage. Did you do the dishes? Yeah. All right. We're I actually, fine. I bet he's super sweet, too. I, I think I'm you're mod- lying. I'm medium. Your glasses make you make you seem like you're like the sweetest guy. No, I'm medium. Did you hear any of the show? <laughs> I did. I, did. I'm, I was in rock bands. I did the filmmaking. I did the DJ. No, I'm a fucking miserable fuck. That's yeah, why I'm seeing a therapist. Guy. It's not going well. I feel like lots of people see therapists. Well, There's I know why I'm seeing abnormal. mine. Do you like your therapist? Lover. Yeah. Let's do the monologue again. Where can people find you? Plug, plug, plug. Uh, you know, I, I mean, in New York and shit. Oh, uh, fuck you! You know, there's fuck like lots you, of you attractive man. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone. No, honestly, very funny man. Thanks. Brent Sullivan, everybody.
Hey, thanks for listening to You, Me, Them, Everybody. It would be awfully kind of you to consider donating to keep this show alive. But we understand that money may be tight right now. So if you can't donate, please sign up on our mailing list. We promise it's not too annoying. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Coming to stage is someone I've been listening to for a long time on another podcast called Keith and the Girl. And if you're listening to this, you probably already subscribed to that years ago. And you should still listen. And he's a very, very, very funny man. And he's been on The Tonight Show and Conan and blah, blah, blah. And Last Comic Stand, he's way funnier than me. And I feel insecure. Please put your hands together for Mike Kaplan, everybody. Thanks, everybody. There is... Do you want to do stand-up or do you want to sit down and talk? I want to stand up and talk. Okay, that's fine. I want because as I was walking up here, somebody in the audience who was not miked said, "Oh my God, that guy's hilarious." So I wanted, I want to be the chair is farther away from that person. So I will, I will tell you this: the I didn't want to come on this show and do tell a bunch of jokes that you could just hear me tell other places. So I'm gonna tell. I just I'll tell you one thing that happened today is I I saw uh, Captain America, the movie, not in real life, and because he's not a guy for real. <laughs> What a, what a world it would be. But uh, that movie was really great, and it made me feel really good about... I was like, our country is great in the past and fictionally. But <laughs> I'm also really looking forward to the new movie Cowboys and Aliens, which I believe is a documentary about the immigration debate. So that's, <laughs> that's it for me. Let's talk. Mike Kaplan, everybody. Okay, sit down, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. How does it feel to be a smart comedian? Oh, that's a, that's a dumb question. <laughs> I'll ask you questions. How does, it, how does it feel to ask dumb questions? That's, that's mean. I don't want to be mean. Uh, I mean, it, I, I don't know how it... Whenever anybody asks anybody, how does it feel to be something? Medium. Uh, to anything. I mean, you only know the feeling of what you are. So there's no way to be like, oh, I've been... I've been a dumb. I mean, I, I was feels way different than when I was a baby and I was dumb. Like, I, you know what? I don't think that's fair because did you start doing stand up in the same way you're doing it now? Did you always? Uh, you're not. You don't ever go for the easy choke. Uh, yeah, I do. Dick face. <laughs> dick face. Fart mouth. Okay. Uh, no. You, I mean, fart mouth is actually very funny. I'm not saying it's not funny, but I think it's an easy joke. I'll just you, you can call anybody fart mouth. Knock, knock. Fart mouth. That's all you need. You don't even need a who's there. And Would you consider naming your new album Fart Mouth? I have a new idea for my new album name, but uh, this one is, it, now it's a tie. It's between Fart Mouth and my, the new name for an album that I have, which is Small, Dork, and Handsome. That's what I want. That, that's all I need is an awe. That's what I want, an album name. Fart Mouth. Fart Mouth. All right, yeah. I think I'm over it now, but it was definitely, you know, in the moment. Did you actually see Captain America? I, why do you not? Why would I tell you that I saw it today? Yeah, comics never have premises that aren't true. It came out yesterday. So you you're s- asking if I'm a liar by one day. <laughs> if I saw it yesterday, I could have easily said it came out yesterday and, I, and did the same joke. Could I not? I think this is your fault. <laughs> I really did see it today. I have the receipt in my pocket. Did you enjoy it? I did really. I said I enjoyed it. <laughs> did you see the 19, is it 88 version, something, the late 80s version of that film? I did not. That scared me as a child. Is it the one where he's wearing like a football helmet? No. Because that one I saw like in a clip on The Daily Show, and I was like, really? <laughs> 
And it was fun. No, I've not seen the old one. Uh, I only saw the one that came out today. Were you a comic yesterday. book uh, guy grown up? I am a comic book guy grown up. <laughs> What's your, what are the titles you collect? Uh, the comic that I've collected, the only comic that I collected from childhood through adulthood without stopping is The Savage Dragon. Why? Uh, because I loved it. It was awesome and still is. <laughs> uh I was going to say before I got up here that I wished that nobody would make any noise like laughing or clapping because there's such a stark contrast. There's people listening at home. I mean, it's a, it's a packed room. Uh, Why do you guys all do that? It's not helpful. Okay. It's, I have to live with this. You go home and forget. Everybody, at home, everybody listening at home, it's not a packed room. Uh, I'm telling the, No, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a small, it's a very intimate room where everyone makes out. And that's what an intimate room is. Uh, an intimate room is a room that makes out with other rooms. Okay, listen. So I was going to say, like, there were, you know, there were sometimes at the beginning of the show, there was an interview with, a, with an author, a very lovely uh, human. And there were times when uh, it was, you know, it was just like a conversation. Uh, but then, and so there wouldn't be necessarily a reaction from the audience during all those times. But then at the end or the beginning of things, there would be a massive, be like, now, now this is happening. And people were like, what? And then, then silence for a while and be like, oh. So he just brings people in to cheer at the beginnings and endings of things. And then they do the interviews in an isolation tank. So I was, th- I was like, audience, please don't make any noise during my sets. Because I don't want... Because then when there's, when there's a joke that falls flat, they'd be like, oh, well, clearly that wasn't any good. <laughs> that audience was so nice for the rest of the time. And the audience is, let's see now. Look, let's... Uh, I just wanted to demonstrate exactly what I was talking about. So, what was your question? <laughs> you were on, you were on Last Comic Standing. That's not what your question was. No, it was a lie. You were on Last Comic Standing. That's true. You occasionally go on the tours with the Last Comic Standing people. We, when the show ended, we went on a seventy-city tour together. That's kind of a marathon tour for a comic, isn't it? It was more than it was what marathons only 26 miles. That's we true. went like across the whole co- thousands. Could you ever let something not be a joke? Yes. <laughs> Did you find your comedy evolving when you're doing it for uh, 70 different cities, uh, 70 different shows with a uh, a bunch of people that you didn't actually know before the show? Uh, I don't, I mean, I feel like comedy should always be evolving. You know, you should, I mean, I'm, I'm always inter- interested in writing different things, uh, than the things that I, you know, people are always like, what are your favorite jokes? And for me, it's usually like the, you know, the ones fart that face. I'm, yeah, fart, it was fart mouth. Come on. How, how long have we? Mine was fart face. Your, his favorite. That's fine. We can have different favorite jokes and in, in the fart body part family, uh, but no, like the, my fav- the favorite jokes of mine to tell are always like sort of like you know the newest ones that I'm most excited about. So definitely, I mean, on that tour, but even if I wasn't on that tour, I feel like as long as I'm moving forward through time, as I do frequently, uh, <laughs> not always, not if I move real fast. No, then yeah, no, yeah, real fast. What was that? Doctor Who. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not a Doctor Who dork, um, but I wish I was. I'm sorry I haven't watched any. I watched one. Is that enough? Um, Doctor, Doctor Who's on first. Has anybody done that? Has anybody made a... <laughs> you have? There's a person in the audience who has created Doctor Who's on first. So, what is your name? <laughs> it is... 
Tina. Okay, Tina. Uh, did, did, some, did you say that, Tina? Or, or no, somebody else. So, uh, the new material. Do you even do any of the material from uh, your album, Vegan Mind Melt? Uh, I actually was, I was, in San Fran- uh, I was in San Francisco and Sacramento and L.A. in the past couple weeks. And when I was, I was headlining shows in Sacramento. And that was actually the first time since my, my album came out a year ago. And actually, I did, I did one show a year after I recorded the album where it was like an hour of stuff that, I, that was not on the album at all. And then when I went on tour after that, I w- it would be generally a mix because like sometimes I would add new things to old jokes. Sometimes I would add old things to new jokes. That doesn't make sense. And you can't old, old thing, new joke. Okay, hey, dog. So, phew, good thing everything's a joke. And... Uh, but then, you know, when I go on the road, I definitely have, like, old jokes that I like telling, and they're old jokes that some people like to hear, but I am planning to do a new hour, like, for an hour special to be on the television at some point soon, so I was like, I should stop doing the stuff from the old album, so in Sacramento, I pretty much, every, every show did only, no stuff that was not on the album. Do you own a television? I own one television, (laughs) and a computer that I also watch television on. I don't see you watching television. For no, that's reason. because you don't. You're not allowed in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watch uh, a crap load. When start when I was a kid, when I was like a very small child, uh, as opposed to now, and I am a gigantic <laughs> child, and uh, I'm a short adult. I'm five six. If you're if you're listening at home and you don't have uh, voice to height recall, uh, if you don't have that power of analysis. Uh, when I was a kid, my parent, my mom was very strict with like, you know, you can only watch a half hour of TV a night, and so that's what I did. And then when I, when my parents got divorced, uh, she was like, you're an adult now, whatever. And <laughs> I, how old were you? I was 13, 14 yeah, around when my parents split up. Yeah, I became a Jewish man yeah. because I, I got a bar mitzvah. So you're and, Jewish. And all the money. No, no, I just became one. That's I uh, <laughs> wasn't born Jewish. They were just like bar mitzvah. I, uh, I was the victim of a drive-by bar mitzvah And I was like, is that allowed? They, like, they passed me through a Jewish vagina, which is what makes you Jewish. That is part of the, ri- the ritual. Is that and just another word for a bank? <laughs> That's mean. So, <laughs> yeah, but, but true, but true. So we're all friends, and some of you at home are probably not friends. Some of you are laughing uh, for the right but mean reasons. And... When I was a, so when I was a teenager, I watched probably 40 hours of TV a week, I would say, That's as good. opposed to the, you know, three and a half hours. I watched, you know, for, I'd get home, I'd do my homework, and then, like, from 6 o'clock until midnight, I would watch, you know, there'd be, like, reruns of things, that like Cheers and Night Court, and then, like, you know, all the TV that was on. Sometimes, even in college, like, I would tape things, like, for one, you know, I would just, like, I wouldn't even watch TV at night. I would just, like, tape everything and then watch it all day the next day, and then, I don't know. Sit at home, be like, watch the empty TV while I was taping, and be like, oh, tomorrow's gonna be so good, you know? And, uh, and now, I, wa- I mean, I watch a lot of like Netflix and Hulu and, you know, Project Free TV and, uh, and just DVDs of things because I try, to, I try to keep up with what America's doing, and America is watching a lot of TV and being really fat, so I figure I should do at least one of those. <laughs> I should. Yeah, he's thin. Okay, um, final real question. What do I need to do to be more Conan-like? You just did Conan this week. Uh, I'm sure Conan wasn't setting up his own audio equipment before the show in a bar in Williamsburg 20 years ago. What can I do? A few things. Uh, some advice, some might say. Okay, uh, I mean, I'm no, I'm no Conan, but 
I will say here are a couple differences. While Conan's show does ta- uh, it does air around midnight. <laughs> we tape at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the opposite of what you should do. <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of fun. This is a great time uh, to do a it's a 12:30 is a wonderful time to tape a midnight show and <laughs> Like, the guys at the banjos, yeah. they went in an encore. There was a band on before this that kept playing longer than they should. That's another thing. Conan's band plays as long as he tells them to. <laughs> Conan, he jumps up and down, and when he lands, the band stops. So you should try that next time there's a band. Just jump in here. <laughs> jump and see what happens. Uh, also, you just need to be a lot taller. He is freakishly tall. He is... I'm 6'1". S- he, he's... he's Six more than that. Uh, and I will say... So grow and jump is your two pieces of advice. May, and move the time of the show. Hey, if you could... Yeah, just move time and space in different ways is all I'm saying. Maybe if you just jump and don't land, then you don't have to get taller. If you could just learn to hover... To levitate? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Yeah. Levit- yeah, once I levitate, then I'll be on the king of late night... That doesn't make sense. Book of questions, love of sex, or jokes to tell? Which one? Love of sex, please. Thank you... You have a love and sex, sir. Uh, one to two forty something. Forty four. Two, just forty four. Just forty four. Why forty four? I like the number four twice. What about eight? That's fine too. Okay. Forty four. Ooh, this is good for you. I don't know why. If drugs or alcohol dramatically enhanced enhanced you and your partner, or enhanced if it turned it, if it turned you into a muppet by Jim Henson. <laughs> You're never off, are you? Sometimes I'm enhanced. <laughs> Do you sleep I, at night, or is it just like, gotta write this down and tape everything? I just keep a recorder running near my bed. My robot buddy. Remember this! And, uh, I dream and talk. You're like the uh, male version of Vicky from Small Wonder. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know that reference. Vicky voice. Okay, sorry. So no, it, you're great. I'm the wrong one. If drugs or alcohol dramatically enhanced you and your partner's pleasure in sex, would you want to use them regularly? Yes. <laughs> that is a good one for me. That was real easy. That was If they I mean if they enhanced them regularly, then I would use them regularly. Where can people find you? Where can people buy the album? Uh, people can find me right here. But that's too late. Uh, the people who are, who are here already did it. So I'm not lost. Listen, you can go online uh, to MikeKaplan.com. Mike is spelled M-Y-Q Kaplan. Uh, if you like it, thanks. And if you don't, Sorry. So, you know, I'm, I try to please everybody. You pre-apologize uh, for your name? A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people uh, have uh, issues. A lot of people don't believe it, and, it, and they're right not to because it's not real. And <laughs> what is real? I don't know. You know, what's, what's a name? A name by any other would something stupid. So uh, that's a direct Shakespeare quote, I believe. He stole it from somebody else who said it wrong. And <laughs> Edgar De Vere, I don't know, something like that. So... Uh, yeah, MikeKaplan.com or uh, Facebook slash Mike Kaplan or uh, Twitter or on iTunes, my w- CD. Where do you make the most money if people buy your things? At my actual website, MikeKaplan.com. That's fantastic. And, then, and you're touring yeah. all over this great land? I do. Yeah, if you're somewhere that is not where I am, then tell me and I'll go to it. It's oh. <laughs> also good dating advice. Mike Kaplan, everybody. Thanks, everybody. 
You Me Them Everybody wants to thank you for listening and also for subscribing to us on iTunes. We can always use the extra support though, so why don't you say something nice about us on iTunes? Go ahead, give us a five-star rating. This type of thing helps us out a lot and doesn't cost you a dime. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. Who is the listener listening to? Oh, I'm Ned Hepburn. Thank you. Ned Hepburn Hi. is a friend of the show. He's a real friend in my life. Hello. Bonjour. Have you ever, has anyone ever applauded you when you just said your name before? One time. Really? When? Macy's. Really? They did. Came out of the dressing room. I looked fantastic. It was really good. That wasn't very funny, Ned. I'm not a comedian. No, you're not. I'm not. Ned is a rock on tour. The reason why I like Ned having, on, having Ned on the show is every single time he's on the show, there's a different story. Last time you were on the show, we found out that uh, you were working for Motley Crue. Yes, I, my last day was uh, yesterday. <laughs> this that is was fun. This is true. I'm working for Motley Crue. He's working for drugs. <laughs> really? Drugs. Drugs? Drugs. Drugs. The Aphex Twin album. With the K in it. Okay. Ned is also a, a re- former reality TV star. Yes. That's not a joke. That's not. This is a real thing. Tell us your reality TV story. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a, like a Smothers Brother following Jimi Hendrix on this podcast. <laughs> like, that was just insane. Like, there was nonstop laughter, and I'm going to come in and be like, blah, blah, blah. Two years ago, guess what I did? It yeah, tell fun. your story. Um, I, got, I drank myself onto a reality TV show. You visited, you visited my girlfriend and I as soon as you got back from that reality show. This is true. I and mean, we had to hear all about this girl. Hey. It was really annoying. It was. Tell the story really quick. Great. You got 30 tell the, seconds. Tell Go. the girl story? Tell the real story and say names. In 30 seconds? Are you Go. serious? Yes. For fuck's sake. Go. All right. So um, I was sitting there. I was getting I was very, very hammered. I got an email um, for like a job sort of thing. I replied back with, I spelt my own name wrong. My name is Ned, and I spelt it wrong. I don't know how. It was unbelievable. Um, and See, already good advice to the kids. Don't drink while you're No, no, emails. no. When you want to be on a reality show, spell your first name wrong. Yeah, I spelt it med. So I got like a... <laughs> I got a they thought you were a doctor? No, I, got, I, got a, I think they did. I got a Skype message like three days later saying like, hi, is med there? And I'm like, who the fuck is this? They're like random Skype person. What the fuck's going on? Turns out it's like the president of like Yahoo South America. And he's like... That oh, exists? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all it's all um, Yahoo. Stuff. Yeah, Yahoo South America. South America. Yahoo South America. Dot com. It's a hugely long fucking URL. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, the guy was even. Uh, and um, to make a long story short, like I flew down there like about four weeks later, and it was amazing. It was like one of the greatest. Experiences you ever. spent time. You didn't know the language, correct? I did not know the language. I went to a bar with my ex girlfriend who read the contract to me, and then said, "It looks fine," and then. I didn't know I was going to be on television until I got down there in the first day. And that was really, really weird. It was stupid. It was great. I love you. I love me too. Speaking of loving you, you also had uh, something that was a parody of an NPR show on for a while. It's called This American Wife. All eight people. How are you? Yes, yes. No, no, no. Your your podcast was actually very, very, very popular. Yeah, it it was. was. It was kind of cool. Highly rated for reasons I'll never understand. It was fucking funny. Was it? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, the reason why I mention that is because I got this voicemail recently uh, from someone that you might know if you listen to NPR. And I'm going to play it, and we're going to listen to it. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. I was telling you about this earlier, so let's see if the audio equipment... Brandon Weatherby, how are you? It's Carl Castle, NPR News. 
This is my voice on your answering machine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The fact is, I'm a big fan of the show, but uh, I'd like to make a suggestion. I think you should talk more about political issues. That Ned, do you think I should talk about political issues? Yes. Okay. That are facing the nation today. Uh, as you may know, on NPR, we're not allowed to talk about our own political beliefs. And if I did, that whore Kai Rizdal would come down on me like a ton of bricks. Do you think Kai Rizdal is a whore? I don't know who that is at Fantastic. all. Fantastic. <laughs> if I was uh, on the uh, popular news quiz show Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me to say something like... You know, Barack Obama's slightly to the left of Hitler these days, now that he's invaded more countries than Diane Rehm has sexual partners. How many sexual partners do you think Diane Rehm has? Eleven. That's good. At once. Or... Whoa! At once? Yeah, yeah. How many holes does the lady have? Eleven. Fair enough. Uh, Jokes. Uh, it's, a, it's a proven fact that... 90% of the world's copper industry is controlled by the lucrative penny lobby. 90% of the copper industry is controlled by the lucrative penny lobby. What the fuck is this? What's going on? Which is run by 85% of the nation's Jews. Well, they wouldn't take too kindly to that. Frankly... It's up to you, to people in the uh, alternative, uh, shall we say, uh, media, shall we say, to, to, to tell the truth to the American public. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, Oslo, uh, Oklahoma City, Arizona. We know all of these were done by conservatives, but where was Newt Gingrich on 9-11? That's what I'd like to know. I mean, you didn't hear about the guy for ten years. and uh, Well, maybe that's getting off topic. The point is, uh, you've got to get the truth out there, son. Uh, it's up to you now. Uh, well, I gotta go. Latch me, Singh, and I have a date. Uh, we're gonna go kick the shit out of Dan Rather again. Uh, you... Is Dan Rather alive? He's a racist. Dan you didn't Rather? Hear that from uh, me. Yeah, yeah. Dan Rather's Frankly, a, known a known racist. Really? He's on the message boards. It's insane. That's... That was good, Ned. So I'm glad you're on the show. Thank you. Should I take any of that advice or should I throw it all away? Oh, is this a question? Is it to the audience? No, it's to me. you. You're the one with a microphone you in your hand. I don't know. There's people here. They're all the, look at him smiling. That guy, one guy's smiling. Um, you should take all the advice. So talk more about politics. Um, I am a person that watches it. I'm not a fucking comedian, Brandon. You bring me up here once a fucking month, and you're like, Ned, talk. And I'm like, oh, okay, blog. And then that happens. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> there we go. You made me smile. Yay. Blog. Oh, I'm good at hockey, Dad. Um, but no, Did really. you ever play hockey? No, I didn't. I was terrible. Yay. Field hockey. Really? No, I didn't really. No. I'm just making that up. You lady sports. The lady sports. I'm really you're good a bunch of lady sports in one. I am. It's true. Joke or love and sex? Oh, man. I really like bad jokes, but I also like sex. Um, Joke or love and sex? What do you think, Brandon? Love and sex. I'm going to regret it, but okay, go for it. Pick a number between 1 and 240. Um, 232. 232. Why 232? Because it sounds nice. It's okay. There you go. You and your spouse... Oh, my God. You and your spouse have been unsuccessfully struggling to have a child for some time, and today is the day. Stop one, right there. Okay. No. One of the year's 12 peak days for con conception. The fuck? 
if the two of you <laughs> were having a nasty fight, would you still go ahead and have sex? Yeah. That's the best that's that's the best time to have sex when you've had a fight. That's amazing. Why is it amazing? It's like chilies. The restaurant? Because it yeah. So it's, it's high in calories and it's salty? As you go there and you're angry and you're bitter and then it's kind of greasy and no one really enjoys it. Where can people find you, Ned? NedHepburn.com. Seriously? And, yeah, it's a .com now. <laughs> it's a .com now. It is now. a .com now. You selling socks? Uh, no. Fuck you, Brandon. Really? <laughs> <laughs> This is the problem with banter up. <laughs> What'd you say? Why don't we keep this banter up, really? We, for fucking ten years we have. It's like when you put on the tie, it becomes, you look like a Mormon right now. I just want everyone in the fucking... <laughs> like, you seriously look like a Mormon. All right. On that note, get off the stage. That <laughs> happened, everybody! Did you know that being an intern for You Meet Them Everybody can earn you college credit? We're serious. You Meet Them Everybody is currently seeking motivated interns in D.C. and Chicago for just 10 hours of work a week. You'll get real-life, hands-on experience with video editing, booking, promotion, marketing, and creative development. Just visit us at youmeetthemeverybody.com for more info. Applicants should be at least 21 and over and not annoying, but we can kind of bend the rules on both of those. So don't delay. Email Brandon at youmeetthemeverybody.com and start earning the most exciting credit from your college career. Who is the listener listening to? Christine Fryer. Christine, you came to the show a few months ago and you said, I have this I idea. I did. I got all these poems. No, okay. Here's how it happened. I feel like I feel like it needs a little bit of an introduction, Go otherwise ahead. it's not gonna be funny at all. So, so be Ned like. <laughs> I met Brandon when I was real drunk one night. And I I uh told Brandon that I was a really prolific teen poet because I was. And <laughs> that was the thing I did. Teen poet. Teen poet, like not current poet, but like as a teenager was You're not I, a teen. I'm not a teen currently, but when I was a teen, I wrote a lot of poetry, had a lot of feelings, needed to express them. That's how it happened. Not so many feelings nowadays. No, no. And so um, I was telling Brandon about how I had notebooks and notebooks just like uh, chronicling. That's the verb I was looking for in my teen years. And um, he thought it would be funny if I came and did a dramatic reading of the most dramatic poem I could find. Um, and you found one of those. And I did. I found when Elliot Smith killed himself, I wrote a poem about it. And it's This called... is an appropriate day. Today is the day Amy Winehouse passed away. Right. So it, that, it makes sense. <laughs> that has so much to do with Elliot Smith. It kind of does. Yeah. It kind of does. People who die. Yeah. In music. Yeah, that's the theme of the so... show. <laughs> Oh, it sadly is now. And, and we're done. No, so I wrote like a really feelingsy poem in a in a notebook, no less. That has I heart. You brought Mr. the notebook. I heart Mr. Darcy, and like a local band sticker. I don't know if you can see it. What's the band? Where are you from? It. I'm from New Canaan, Connecticut, and that's a so band. that's a Connecticut band that's from a, like that's a local ninety nine like, Fairfield, Connecticut area band called the Sass that had a Tyrannosaurus Rex on their sticker called the sass we got um, that part i'm gonna read this poem to you guys shut Ellie. up here's the poem 
I got you. Don't worry. Got it, it literally has comments from my English teacher on it. I don't know. You if submitted I should... this? Oh, for sure. Do you want me to read the comments? I'll read first? the comments. You no, no, no. We need oh, to okay. First. first, elegy for Elliot Smith by Christine Fryer. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Is that the first line? <laughs> no. Oh. It's just it's just me realizing what I'm about to do. Um. That's what every woman that has had oral sex performed and done has ever said. <laughs> Okay. That's um, also what they say at the end. Okay. Wow. And then they make that noise. We did the Farts. whole experience in one. She who stumbles over words, who says, then backtracks, deletes, and rephrases, semicolon. She who loves, but is not loved. She who cries, but is not cried for, <laughs> hyphen. Wait, wait, wait. Are you reading the punctuation? Only, only the ones that are misused for dramatic effect. She was yours. From flat, shimmering discs, you descended upon her, hyphen, reverberating <laughs> through her eardrums, hyphen, voice frail and high, honest, caustic, subliminal with its tenderness, with its love for everything, hyphen, with its longing for complete and never-ending nothing, period. Full and thriving in its despair and its begging for an end. Don't interrupt me, Brandon. She loved you, suffered with you, shared the weight, the joy, hyphen, the questions. Quiet nights with the electricity off in your voice in the dark. Just you and her and life, hyphen. Stretched out before her, pulled tight at the corners, ready to catch her. And you sat there with her on the sill. You knew 2 a.m. with an empty soul and a full heart. You knew the stillness. And one evening, the coroner report told her that your hair was brown. <laughs> that it... <laughs> That it may not have been you that ended it, hyphen. That it might have been someone else. But she knew. She knew the way you must have known. With the blade in your hand, your heart still beating. The way anyone knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> And she let you go, put the record on repeat, and sat, waiting, like Ferdinand, <laughs> beneath <laughs> his tree. Wait, I feel like that last line, like Ferdinand beneath his tree is the last line. He had a, he had a, uh, I don't know if you're all privy to the children's story about Ferdinand the Bull, who liked to sit under the tree and smell the flowers. He had that tattooed on his bicep. That was the last, I was like, Okay. No, no, you're not done. Give me okay. That <laughs> no, read my oh, teacher's I'm, I comments. I will read the comments. My favorite line, obviously, full and thriving, and it's, in, and it's despair. <laughs> Let's see if I could read this fucking chicken scratch here. Tactile. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
mold textured? I don't have it memorized. I can't. Oh my god, this guy is a shitty teacher. Every image in the poem is precise and essential. <laughs> and the words are engaged for maximum emotional impact. <laughs> it was even better with the picture. Publish this somewhere. <laughs> what picture did you submit? There was no picture. I don't think. It was Maybe even it was better Ferdinand. with the Maybe picture. It was for, Maybe I inserted Ferdinand clip art on, on a separate sheet of paper and submitted she it. She wrote in pencil at the top, feedback, B slash C, I want it. <laughs> because I want it. That could have also been the name of the poem. <laughs> Every month at the Hungry Brain, You, Me, Them, Everybody presents 8x8, a show featuring eight performers performing eight minutes each. Stand-up comedy, singer-songwriters, sketch groups, writers, improv troops, a mixture of everything that's good about the Chicago arts scene. Please visit youmethemeverybody.com for full lineups and schedules. Love or sex, Julia? I'm going to go with uh, sex because I'm a little intimidated by your, your comics. Yeah, they're good. Right? I'm not. That's why I have them on. Uh, <laughs> one to 240. One. Why one? I want to know the first question about sex. <laughs> Yes or no. All right, number one. <laughs> if tomorrow you found out that you and your partner had just conceived a child, how would you react? How do you think it might change your relationship? That's number one. That does not seem fun in That's any way. Like, right? Like, sex bad. Um, I don't know. I, uh, that's a... So do you want kids is what really the book is asking. I'm going to... I don't think it would change my relationship, but I don't know that I'm ready for kids. How's that? That's very fair. It makes fair? sense. Should I start with my first song, I Don't Want to Fall in Love? Oh, God, you've already had it all planned out. It's good. You're ready to I knew this. question number one about sex, <laughs> and I wrote this song. My, my answer is uh, pro-choice. <laughs> Mandatory choices. All right, here we go, Julia. All right. Never quite introduced this song like that before. <laughs> Well, I don't want to fall in love. No, I don't want to fall in love. You can send them down from heaven above, but I don't want to fall in love. No, no, no. No, 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 no. All the crazy things they say about love, you won't believe what I heard about love. Shut my eyes, I got my ears closed tight, because I don't want to fall in love. Something's biting me, always biting me hard Hard I'm all chewed up inside They say it comes from within And they say it starts below Pain too deep under your skin Like an ill I don't want to know No, 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 no My bones keep breaking all day. Love is raining on my parade when I just want to go out and play. Something's biting me, always biting me hard. Hard. I'm all chewed up inside. 
keep running in my sleep again. I don't want to fall in love, no, 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 no. Thank you. 
just homesick for the moon. I'm just homesick for the moon. I'm homesick for the moon. Homesick for the moon. Just homesick for the moon. More? Play more, one more, and then we'll do the interview. Okay. Okay. the A. 
When did you start playing music? Ha. <laughs> In the podcast, I pretty much almost can guarantee you that will be the first question. <laughs> um, I, st- I mean, playing music, you know, when I learned the uh, Row, Row Your Boat song, I suppose. Really? Mm. Okay. When did, yeah. Sorry, was that bad? Yeah, 15. it was kind of bad. Was 15. 15. Did you learn the row, row, boat, so it's 15. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from New York City. You are from New York City. Is that good or bad? I love it. You love it, yeah. eh? Why do you love it? Um, I, I, I've met a lot of really cool people growing up here. Where, where really in New York City here. did you grow up? Uh, all over lower Manhattan. Do you have any tattoos? No. Heroin problem? No. I had to think about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Define problem. Fair enough. <laughs> Can you afford heroin? What do you do for work? I play music. You play music for work? I do. Do you like busk? Or I, I do actually. Do you really? I busk in Central Park. I have a busking band. Do you have? Do you have to get like the pass or whatever to do? No, because we are all acoustic. Oh. We're called the Dirty Urchins, and they're dirty, but I'm not. But you don't look smelly. I'm not. I'm the girl. You are a girl. They're How's that working out? It's you know it's okay. Sometimes I wish I were a boy. What are That's your par- a Leslie Gore song. What do your parents think of your career choices? Um, they they're totally thrilled. Actually, my dad's super supportive. What does he do? What does he do? He's a foreman. Okay. What does your mom do? Are they still together? No. <laughs> That's why you play music. Yes, exactly. Yes, I have many things to write about. You're playing a Fender uh, Fender Hollow Body Acoustic Electric. Why the Hollow Body? Honestly, yeah, it's a it's pretty shitty live guitar for me. Is it? Well, yeah, it I, sounds I, good. No, it doesn't. Why doesn't? Why don't you like it? Um, it's probably better for maybe a jazz musician. What, what's wrong about it? Uh, it's a little bassy. I like the bass part, especially if you're playing solo. Well, well, you don't do that during a song. You don't Sometimes play with the I chord do. during Sometimes a song. I work, I work well, how a... are you going to play with the chord and play the strings in the music? Sometimes you stop and you have a solo. Nope, that's not a solo. That's just annoying. That's performance art. Are you a fan of performance art? No, I'm not. Yet you busk. <laughs> do you see the irony? You know, you should meet the, the wizards irony. and the clowns. They're a little bit better at the park. What are the wizards and the clowns? At the park. I know uh, them all. The wizards, the clowns, the bubble makers, the break dancers. It's a very small community in Central Park. It seems like a very big park. It is a big park, but we all busk in the same place. Is that good or bad? It's bad. Isn't it competition? It sucks. It's a lot of competition. Are you happy in life? I am. What do you want to happen? You um, wanted this interview. You got this goddamn interview. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. What We're do I want to, the... to happen in my life? Well, obviously. Yes, it's your life, lady. I don't lady. know. Can I just be satisfied? I'm pretty happy. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm really what happy. What makes you happiest? Um, I play music for a living. My job is called playing. What's your job called? Failing. <laughs> Failing, ladies. I fail. And then I record it and give it to the teens online. What are you drinking? Is it your fourth of the night? Nope. Because I had to stay sober-ish because I was last. So? It's not fair to put the musicians after the comics. No, it's completely fair. It's been a late it's night format fair. forever. I don't feel funny. That's why I play music. So exactly. You're the one who wanted the interview. That's why we don't interview the bands. <laughs> Am I doing that badly? No, you're not doing that badly, but you can't compete with the guy that just did Conan. Neither it's can I. Fast. It's hard. I'm insecure. So am I. That's why you play music. She has been funnier than Ned. Yeah. <laughs> that was my only goal. I was like, if I'm funnier than Ned, you did it, I'm Julie. I'm not the least funny person on this show. 
Julia or Julie? Julia. You I know, I, I know, I know, funny. I know. But does it bother you when people call you Julie? No, it's like the same name. Is it? Yeah. You got a good name. Really? Yeah. It's very Irish. It is very Irish. Yeah, You're an Irish too. rose. Thank you. I don't know. Whenever, when, when uh, I went to a uh, Catholic school my entire life, there was a lot of like Colleen's and the roses and stuff. Uh, you're an Irish rose. And to me, that just seemed like a really drunk Irish person that got red. So I never thought it was like a nice thing to say. But as I got older, I understand it means a, a nice Irish lady. Are you 100% Irish? No. What are your na- what's your nationality? I'm American, but Irish, German, Hungarian, Welsh. It's the grandparents. A lot of whites in that white, pie. White. European, white pie. White pie. Ew. Ew. That's right. Do you want to do another question from the jokes or the, the love and sex, or do you I just want to ask plug? I you a question. You don't get to. You, Why? Get, you host your own talk show, ask me to play, and then I'll do it. Okay, give me another question. I want the last question in the sex book. Fine. You could, there's actually a bonus. You know, I whatever. I want the bonus question. 235 bonus question. I promised all these people. Is it going to go long? No, it's going to go long. It's going Sorry. fucking long. I don't care. Ooh. Ooh, this is... This is worse than the abortion No, question. this is a lot more tamer than that one. In what ways do you feel that parents should or should not hide sex and nudity from their young children? What about disagreements and conflicts in their relationship? How should a parent's openness about these things be different when kids are older or fully grown? Jesus. Once again, I didn't write this book... Right? I don't have kids. Three. There are three questions. I had an abortion. <laughs> According to question number one. Um, I'm trying so... Just keep talking. <laughs> keep talking, lady. Or it's going to get real weird. Dur. Fart mouth it is. I think your is. book of love questions is awkward. It makes me uncomfortable. Julia. Fart mouth. <laughs> love, Brandon. Let's say we're on a date. Hi, I'm Brandon. Fart mouth. What do you do? I just scream, fart mouth. I'm excited. Yeah, that's a good date. Nope, stop busting in the park. That's not a normal human being. Where can people <laughs> find you? Here, have that one, uh, too. Thanks. Plugs. Plugs. You can find me online at my website, www.juliahaltigan.com. And you have a new album coming out August 4th. 4th. There's um, a release party at the John Barbados store. Which where is that? Which used to be the CBGBs on Bowery. Now it's John Barbados. I have yet to be there. Be there, Jesus Christ. I've yet to visit since it's not uh, CUGBs. Is it weird? Um, it's a clothing store, so yes. But but you're playing there. I'm playing there. It's going to be people, cool. Where can it's people free. buy your album? The website? My website, iTunes. What do you make more money on? Physical copies or iTunes? Physical copies. Buy the busker. physical copy. You are a busker. Busker. you got to change that career path, well, lady. It, it's good. Is it? It's good. I don't know. Are we there yet? Ice Cube movie. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a wonderful night. We did it, everybody. You didn't even pack your packs yet. Everything you own is mine. Hot time can wear you down. Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash you, me, them, everybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at the Hungry Brain, go to youmethemeverybody.com.